0: Blog talk Radio. Hey, good morning. Today is Saturday, April 8th, 2017, and this is The Secret Math of Money, presented by Evil Bunny Consulting. I'm your host, Tyrone Griffin, and if you got money, let's help you save it. Welcome, everybody. Uh, for the new- newcomers, this show, on this show, I talk about how and what you should do um, – I'm sorry, let me take that back – my job, my goal is to teach you about money, about the things that we should have learned in high school about money, but we didn't learn in high school. Hey, I'm not here to endorse any product or any company. I'm not selling anything. I am not certified in any financial realm. I have a master's in finance, and that's it. learned a lot, and I just want to pass on that knowledge. I'm not trying to educate you totally on this, all these topics. My goal is to give you something to make you say, oh, let me go learn more. Okay, so let's get started. This week, uh, this week's show is about investing, because everybody always wants to know, how do I, I want to invest, but I don't know how to get started. So this week, I'm going to try to break it down for you, uh, how to invest. I'm only talking about investing in stocks, uh, CDs, bonds, all that other stuff, uh, that's another time. But right now, we're just talking about stocks. So what I did, I wrote down a couple of questions. First of all, real quick, we got a half hour, so we're going to run through this quick. First thing is, what is a stock? You got to understand, make sure you understand what a stock is. Uh, the 30-second overview of a stock is that when a company, a small small company, say myself or some small proprietorship, uh, they run a business, and after a couple of years or whatever, they decide we're growing, we're growing, we want to grow more, we don't have the money. So they say, well, you know what, we're going to sell ownership in the company. We won't sell the whole company off. We might sell 20% or 30% of the company so that we maintain control, But we can get a cash infusion from the public that we don't have to pay back. Um, So they issue stock, and that's called an IPO. Uh, A couple of weeks ago, we had Snapchat IPO. Um, I didn't get in on the IPO; I got in after, and I got out too because, uh, my opinion, that thing ain't going nowhere. And yeah, we'll talk about um, advisors a little while too, uh, uh, analysts. But anyway, so that's a stock. Stock is ownership in a company; it's partial ownership. Trust me, unless you're like a Warren Buffett or some one of these people who can buy a huge amount of stock, you will most likely never buy, individually, you'll never buy ownership of a company. Besides, if you buy over a certain percent of a company, I think you have to file with the SEC. So anyway, a stock is just ownership in a company. But so all these big companies, you see, they have stock. They have millions or billions of shares outstanding of their stock, okay, and those, that's ownership. So the reason they, they did that so they can bring in cash and Cash out in some sense, but they can um, they can they sell ownership. Just remember, stock is partial ownership. It's one one billion of, of a percent of ownership of a company. Okay, so that's what stock is. Okay, um, how do you buy one? Well, there's tons of online brokerage accounts. Um, I actually did a little bit of research on it, and back in I think it was in the 70s or 80s was when we actually started seeing what we call what we used to call day traders. Day traders are people, who, just like the sound they were people that traded stocks during the day. Back before the Internet, um, before you could actually see real-time stock quotes, the only people that could see real-time stock quotes were people in the stock market, those people who um, were on Wall Street. You, know, you ever see those pictures from the 70s and 80s and 90s even of a, of a stock uh, market, uh, the movie Trading is a perfect example. You got people running around like crazy all through the stock market yelling at each other. Um, That was a time when only those people in the stock market, in the stock market, in Wall Street and the brokerage firms could see the live uh, prices on the stock. The rest of us, we had to look through the newspaper. And the newspaper would tell you what the stock closed at yesterday. It didn't tell you about all of this during the day. It just said at the end of the day, there it was. Okay? So we would buy stocks. And I I remember doing this, literally. It was looking at companies. Uh, the day after, and saying, okay, they closed at whatever yesterday. Okay, so um, how you buy stocks? You get a brokerage account. It's really easy now. There's a couple of companies that do it, uh, Fidelity, TD Ameritrade. There's a couple of companies, several companies that do it. And you set up an account with them. You go online, you fill out a form, and it's not that hard, and then you put some money in. And you know, I think you can start with $50. It's not a lot of money you got to put in. So you put in $50, you send them a check for $50 or whatever, and they set you up with a brokerage account. And from that point, once it's set and they say, okay, we got your money, we have credited, here's your account. You can continue to put money into that account, okay, as much as you want. Um, and with that account, you can then buy stocks. And I'll tell you how to do that uh, next. Um, <clears throat> so you have your brokerage account with whoever company you choose. Now, remember, they will charge you per, usually per transaction. So if you buy 10 shares or you buy 100 shares or 1,000 shares, they're going to charge you a flat you know, four ninety nine, six ninety nine, eight ninety nine, 8 99 whatever it is. That's what they're going to charge you, and you can do it electronically. You just click, 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 boom. Now, here's always the big question people ask is how do you find the right stock to buy? Well, there's a couple of big questions, but we're going to answer that one first. How do you find the right stock? There is, in my opinion, and remember, everything I'm saying here today is just truly my opinion. There is no quote right stock. You um, got to back up a second and ask the question: How do you determine what the right price is? Now, I don't see it as much anymore. But 20, 30 years ago, there were a lot of books that were, you know you go to. Probably you can still do go to Barnes and Noble and see. And there's tons of books on stocks, on investing. And, you know, say, what is the correct price? This is one of those questions that always crack me up. What is the correct price? What is the right price for a stock? And analysts come out with all kinds of formulas and, you know, it's about PE ratios. Now, price to earnings ratio. All this crazy stuff they come up with, here is the right price of this stock. My personal opinion is that's a load of crap. And the reason I explain it is this. If somebody asks you, think about you're, you're trying to sell your car. You got a car five years old or whatever. You own it outright. You're trying to sell that car. And you say, my car is worth $4,000. And you put it in Craigslist or Facebook or whatever, and you say, my car is worth $4,000. Why? Because that's what I feel is worth. If somebody comes along and say, well, I'll give you 2300 for it. No, I will not take $2,300 for this car. Because my car is worth four hundred four thousand dollars. Okay, and the person leaves. Next person comes along. I'll give you twenty seven hundred dollars. No, my car is worth four thousand dollars, and that's all I'm gonna take. What is the correct value of your car? It ain't four thousand dollars. I don't care what the market is telling you, it's whatever you can get. That's my problem with stock evaluation formulas. I've seen those formulas where they look at, well, here was the, the company's earnings last quarter and da 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 and here is the right price. Companies pr- produce their quarterly statements, but the stocks change in every tenth of a second. But no, but the, that's the right price. No, the right price is whatever it is in the market. Whatever you can get somebody to pay you for your car, whatever you can get somebody to pay you for the stock, that's the price of that stock. We can sugarcoat it. We can come up with all kinds of big words. And understand this. My opinion, too, uh, a lot of people who work on Wall Street will try to make you think things are more complicated than they are, that they are the smartest people in the room. Just remember, these were the people that crashed the, the financial markets 10 years ago. Just remember that. So, with a stock, it's going to fluctuate all over the place. Now, here's the question. Why does the stock price change? You look at CNN. You look at CNBC uh, at 430, and they will tell you, well, this company went up because of this and this and this. The, the, the Dow, the market went up 4%, 4% or down, whatever, because of this, or this. Let me, let me give you a little secret. Again, all of this is my opinion. They don't have a clue why the market changed. They're trying to justify it. They're trying to put it in a pretty box to sell it to you. So, as a viewer, you will watch that. But they don't have a clue. If you watch these shows every day, they got a few go-to reasons. You know, well, you know, people were were were, were profit-taking, so the so the so the price dropped. Really? Huh, you sure? Well, it was a big sell-off, so people were obviously taking their profits. Well, what price did they buy it? Well, we don't know that, but we just know it was profit-taking because that's why the stock price went down. They don't know. Here's the thing about the stock market, and this again, this is only my opinion. After years of looking into it, for my master's degree, for my thesis, I had to study the stock market. It's not logical. Don't ever forget that. It is not logical. Why does the market go down? Why does it go up? When people say, stock market, I'm going to get off on a tangent for a second because I think this is some important background to know for stocks. When people talk about the stock market, they're usually talking about the Dow Jones Industrial Average of a certain number of stocks. Um, why does it go that average? They have some formulas where they, where they average out the price of all the stocks in there, and it goes up and down based on those stocks in there. Now, I just leave I mean, a couple years ago, Apple got in there. Apple was blowing up like crazy, so Apple was driving the average. Okay, it's simple math. There was one stock in there that was blowing up; it was dragging everybody else up. To me, the the, the perfect metaphor of the Dow is a cruise ship. Think about a big ocean liner, no engine, with uh, what, a thousand people on board, and they all got oars, and they're all rowing, but they're not rowing in the same direction. They're rowing in their own direction. You know, they're just rowing willy nilly and the boat is just doing this kind of thing. <laughs> it's just because it you know, there's not enough to really push it. Every now and then, everybody will just happen to hit the right stroke at the same time, and the boat goes, whoop, and it moves. And they say, oh, that's because of No, it's because everybody just happened to roll the same direction at the same time. Understand that that's the stock market. It goes up because those certain number of stocks happen to go up at the same time. If you remember back, it was 20, 30 years ago even, uh, stock market crash, Even 20, 10 years ago when they said the Dow dropped 500 points in, in 30 seconds. The Dow dropped 500 points. But guess what? It was some people that day made money. Okay? It was a couple people. Why? Because they happened to be in different stocks. When they say the Dow goes up or it goes down, they're talking about these specific stocks. They're not talking about the whole stock. So they, they use the Dow, they use the, the there's, oh, I can't remember. There's, there's tons of different indexes that they use to say, has the stock market increased or decreased? Now, it's funny. Somebody pointed out to me a couple years ago, and I, was, I felt stupid that I hadn't figured it out before. You will hear people say the Dow always goes up, okay, It always eventually rises because it's got good stocks in it. Well, what happens is, as stocks go bad, they switch them out. And it's not a daily thing, but once a year or so, once a couple of years, they'll switch. They'll take this company out, put this one in. Why they take this one out? Because it's not a big stock or whatever, whatever they're reasoning for. But when, my point is they're goosing the system. Okay, They're always keeping the good stuff in there. Okay, So that's why you got to be very cautious, in my opinion, of index funds that change. Index funds are meant to represent the whole market. They are not represented to be the whole market, okay? And on those days when the Dow might go up a certain number, some stocks you own, you might lose a lot of money that day. You're like, well, why did I lose money? The stocks went up. The Dow went up. Well, because the 20 or 30 stocks in there were not in your portfolio. Okay? I just wanted to explain all of that so you can understand uh, how, stocks feed, how, how stocks fit into the Dow, the FTSE, the... S&P 500 and all these other indexes that are supposed to measure the market. And those are the ones that the analysts go to because they're easy. They're easy to explain to somebody that the Dow went up 20 points or whatever than it is to explain that these 4,287 stocks went up 20 points, okay? So that's why you hear those terms like the Dow, the S&P 500, and so on, okay? So that's kind of where stocks fit into the market, Okay, um, why do stocks go up? A couple of reasons. There's a movie out right now called, um, I think it's Gold, and it's a true story. It's got Matthew McConaughey in it, but it was basically this company, and I remember when this happened like 30 years ago because I was just starting to get into stocks. Uh, if they take a stock out, does that mean it can't be purchased anymore? Uh, it depends on what you mean. Kevin, thanks for the question. It depends on what you mean by take a stock out. Uh, they delist some stocks. Because they say we're not going to list them for whatever reason, um, and that brings up an issue of penny stocks. Um, but you have to, if they're if they're not going to list it on this board, they may list it on another board. Okay, so you sometimes you have to look. Oh, okay, they're they're they delisted it. Now the question always comes up: Why did they delist it? Why did they take it off that board? And I would say look into that reason and see if maybe. Um, the reason is BS, in your opinion, and you think, well, I still want to buy the stock. Okay. And they'll probably get listed on another, on another board. Um, and if not, even, I think there's still a way you can buy. But the answer, the simple answer to the question, you can still buy it, I think. Um, you just have to find out where. It may be listed somewhere else. And it may be as simple as you put in the stock, the, um, stock price or stock symbol, those three or four letters symbol, and it'll, and it'll say, oh, okay, here it is. Okay. Um, that's another thing. How you identify stocks is by their symbol. Every stock has a three or four letters um, or that says, here's the stock. Like Google's used to be G-O-O-G. I think they changed theirs to X W X Y Z or A-B-C-D or something weird like that. But that's how you uh, – no, Kevin, thank you for the question. Appreciate it. Um, that's how you uh, kind of identify the stocks by their by their symbol. Um, so anyway um, – so when the, the question, again, was why do stocks go up and down? Millions of reasons. Remember I told you about the cruise ship with a 1,000 people rowing in different directions, and every so often the Dow just does something? Stocks are the same way. Um, grandma might decide she wants to buy some stocks for her grandbaby, and she said, I want to give him something so he can stay for college. And he's two. I'm going to buy him some stock and we're going to let it sit and just let it go, let it grow. What are you going to buy, Grandma? I don't know. Uh, Alphabetically, let's start with the A's. And she might buy Aetna. now a company I used to work for, I got no affiliation with them now because it was an A. And, and grandma might say, Well, you know, I got a thousand dollars, or I got two thousand, or a hundred thousand. I'm gonna put all of this in there. And boom, grandma buys a hundred thousand dollars worth of a for company A stock. That's gonna feed it. okay? That means there's demand. Remember supply and demand? All of a sudden, there's a demand for a thousand hundred thousand or whatever shares of this stock. And you get 15 to 20 grand miles all around the country doing that on the same day with the same stock. Boom. Now the company, they're like, we ain't do nothing. We didn't announce nothing. We didn't say nothing. We, you know, we didn't do nothing. But our stock price went up. You we don't know why. Okay, cool. We'll take it. That's one reason a stock price could go up. Another reason. Remember about, Oh, there's almost going on a year ago. remember, uh, Pokémon Go got like went blew up like crazy. People were like walking into into uh, traffic because they were trying to find a Pokémon on their phone. Nobody saw that coming, and Nintendo stock blew up because of Pokémon Go. And I mean, it's like doubled in like a week or something crazy like that. The crazy thing, I don't think Nintendo owned the game. It was some other company, but everybody was like Pokémon Nintendo buy Nintendo, and everybody bought the stock, and it just blew up, okay? Um, They're like, cool, and the, it blew up because supply and demand, okay? When more people are trying to buy the stock than is out there, price goes up. That's why it fluctuates like this all day long because that supply and demand balance is going crazy, okay? Uh, another reason stocks can drop. This is the craziest thing, okay? You heard of computer trading. You remember about seven years ago, we had a problem where, and they said that, like, the Dow dropped, like, 500 points in, like, a split second, and they came back and said somebody, and this is the truth, what they said was somebody fat-fingered something, or somebody put in a, a, a bid that was wrong, and it took down the whole sector and stuff like that. That's the thing. Now, there are these sectors. There's the computer sector, the technology sector, the telecommunications sector that stocks are kind of grouped in. Here's the biggest problem is computers are doing a lot of the buying and selling, okay? Computers are out there saying, okay, if this stock goes up a tenth of 1% over 13 milliseconds, buy 50 shares. If this stock drops more than X percent, sell these other five shares in that sector. That's why they, again, it's very, the reason that analysts do this, they break stuff into sectors, is because it's easier to explain. Okay, it's easier to explain a sector than to, 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 to explain a stock. So Apple brings out a new iPhone, and everybody in the technology sector might rise a little bit because Apple brought out a phone. These companies have nothing to do with Apple, but because they're in that sector and because the computers are seeing them in that sector, they're saying, oh, if one company in the sector rises, if, if company A rises, you've got these 23 other companies Buy them, buy two, two shares or whatever of them. And that supply and demand balance goes crazy and everybody rises. And there are people that were sitting around, had no, the company didn't do anything, didn't do a thing. Okay. And the stock price went up. And they're sitting in their offices going, yo, man, our stock price is up. Shh, don't tell nobody. Okay. Don't say nothing. Don't nobody announce nothing. Okay. I'm dead serious. That's how crazy it is. Okay. Um, that's the reason the stock price goes up. Just arbitrary. I, um, I mean, it's tons of reasons that the stock price got it's in the middle of my bag. There's tons of reasons stock price stock prices fluctuate. That's why when somebody says, Well, here's the true value of this stock, it's a it's I'm gonna be nice. It's not it's, in my opinion, that's not an accurate statement. Um, there there's even formulas where they'll go, Okay, well the the, the historical P&E, which is the price-to-earnings ratio, which is taking the price of the stock the, versus the historical earnings of that sector. I mean, they get real technical with it. If you and I had a big money invested heavily in stock A, hey, would that drive the price up enough that we could make a quick profit and cash out quickly, or is there a time commitment? Good question, Kevin. Uh, we talk big money. We talking stupid big money, first of all. We talking. Like several commas, okay? So you buy $1,000 of a stock, it ain't going to move because you bought that $1,000. So we're talking big money. Theoretically, it could happen. There's all kinds of things that people, that are legal, that people do. Um, you could make a big profit if the stock price goes up, but at the same time that you're Put, say if you had a million dollars and you bought a million dollars worth of Nike stock. Nike's worth a couple of billion dollars. So that million dollars might, might move the stock for that split second. But that's when those computers come in, where if you had a million dollars worth of, stock, of of Nike stock and it went up a dollar, you know, you had a million, million shares, whatever the price is in Nike. Just big it simple. And the computer would say if this price goes up, a dollar, sell it. Now, that dollar change might happen over a half a second. It might happen that quick. And the people that do that, and they're making micro profits all day long, and at the end of the day, they're just hoping that, oh, they made more than they, than they sold. So theoretically, Kevin, yeah, but in reality, you got to buy a crap ton of the stock to really make that, make that move happen. Now, there are people who have a crap ton of money who have done that. It's a risk because uh, Enron, perfect example, when Enron blew up, when it, when it, when it collapsed, and I used to have Enron, I had MCI. Remember MCI I used to have them? Um, when these companies blew up, when they crashed, um, there were people who had just bought the stock, Okay, boom. I look at uh, IPO last couple of weeks ago, Snapchat, went IPO. And I didn't get in when IPO the initial public offering, when they initially put their stock out there. And I didn't get in on the IPO, but I got in shortly after. um, And it tanked, and it's still tanking. As I got out. I'm pissed. I lost about 6%, 6% I think, before I got out, which – you know, for some people that, that didn't, I didn't put a lot in it, but I'm mad. What I put in was six percent less than what I put in when I got it out. Um, but yeah, that—that's um, the answer your question. Seriously, Kevin, you can't. It is possible, um, but you got to have a lot of money, and I mean millions at the minimum, millions. Okay, not one million. You know, you gotta have millions where it's like a couple of commas and you know, so ideally, theoretically you can do that, but it's um it's very hard. Um but you know, so stocks go the again the the prices fluctuating all like this. And it used to be that the only people that could see that were the brokers, were the um the stockbrokers on Wall Street, the guys running around on the floor, on the stock floor. And then the internet allowed all of us to see that. And if you even look now, they do 15-minute delay on stock prices. If you look, even when you have like, you know, you go to, um, you know, if you set up a portfolio, uh, depending on the broker, and I know I have like one in Yahoo, which is not my broker, but it's just a place, a good place to set it up and so I can just see what's happening, um, I think the stock's on a 15-minute delay. Why a 15-minute delay? you don't really tell you nowhere, but my opinion is to just let the brokers on the floor have an advantage. Um, and I see, I got about five minutes left and I, and I'm glad because that means I'm going to have to come back and do the second part of this. Cause I had a lot more stuff. The questions were great. Um, I'm, you know, I get giddy. I'm, weird. I'm a nerd. I'm a money nerd. I'm numbers, and I am giddy. I thank you for the questions, and that's good because it means people are interested in it. Um, but I got a couple more questions, and I'm not going to try to force them to get to them because I think this, this is important. So what I'll probably do is this will be part one, investing 101 part A, and then I'll do investing 101 part B the next show. Um, but anyway, um, so the whole issue of what is the right stock price? If somebody tells you, well, we looked at this, we looked at this, they, okay, P&E ratio. They look historical P&E ratio. And they say the historical P&E ratio for this company, for this sector is 14. This stock is selling at 26 or whatever. So, therefore, we know the price is going to go here. The problem, it goes back to what I originally said. The stock market is not logical. And I tried to find numbers on how many stock brokers there are versus us lay people, and I couldn't find them. But I would venture to say there's a crap ton of us, okay? When I see people who are not bonded and certified, and you know, and I haven't even gotten into what the analysts are saying, and that's a whole other thing. You start listening to the analysts, what they tell you about stocks, okay? That's why, yeah, I'm going to do another show, section on this because, yeah, that's – I know, I, I'm, I'm easily excited. Sorry. Uh, but – i was saying um, the prices will change based on a million and one factors. Okay, that's it. It's, a, it's so many things that can make a stock price change. And if somebody tells you they know the true stock price, and they look at how much is the value of the asset, they look at the, at the balance sheet. Well, they have this many assets and da-da-da-da-da. Here's the value of the company, da-da-da-da-da-da. Here's what the price should be. Remember I talked to you about that, that car somebody was trying to sell. What's the value of that building? It's $2 million. Why? Because that's what it costs us to build it. Okay, if you try to sell it, what could you get for it? Perfect example, after the stock market crash, okay, HARP, everybody heard, all these homeowners know about HARP, where the government would help you refinance your house if it was underwater, okay? Underwater meaning owed more than it was worth. Again, exactly what it was worth. Your house, that car, that stock, it's worth one thing. It's worth what you can get somebody to pay you for it. That's it. That's the price of that's the fair price of the stock. Whatever you can get somebody to pay you for it. Okay? Your house, what is it worth? It's worth what you can get somebody to pay you for it. Okay? What you can get a loan against for it. But if you take out a second mortgage on your house, they'll say, well, blah, blah. they figure out what they think the value of your house is. So it's only the, the price of a stock is, is exactly what it is. The true, the correct price of the stock is, is exactly what it is today. That's the true price of a stock, period. End of story. Forget all the formulas. Forget all the ratios, the historical ratios. You know what they always uh we'll get into the next show. Hey, Jim Frost, my high school my college roommate, hey man. Um we'll get into that in the next one. I'm I'm glad I, I've got about a minute left. Um I'm sorry I didn't get to everything, but this has been great. Um that uh, I love talking about this stuff. Uh, as 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 a lot of my friends will tell you. Um but anyway, um between now and then, if you have any questions besides, you know, what was asked here. Please hit me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me most places at Walmart. Um, hit me with your questions on money or job search. That's the other podcast I do. Next week we're doing the secret math. I'm sorry. Next week is the Bunny Slippers and Job Seekers Call-In Show. It should be at 10 o'clock next Saturday. Um, if not, I'll let you guys know. But anyway, as always, everybody, hey, Sandy Winfield, uh, my high school prom date sister. Um, everybody else, thank you for your time. Appreciate it. Um we will talk again. Uh and this will be up posted and I'll have it on uh YouTube as well. Uh so with the last fifteen minutes again everybody, thank you so much. We will talk about this soon and I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah.